Hello, I'm Jason Barnett. And I'm Amy Haywood. And we welcome you to the Destiny is All podcast, a show dedicated to discussing the Netflix original series, The Last Kingdom, a podcast that begins each episode analyzing all things Dane and Saxon, but usually ends up with me helping Amy make better life choices. (laughs) That is all true. But more importantly, the Destiny is All podcast is a place where we discuss topics like loyalty, fearless warriors, what awesome leadership looks like when life is really hard. And ultimately, how face tattoos should totally be the next big trend. Life choices, Amy. But if you're here to share a pint of ale, brewed with a little encouragement and laughter, you're in the right place. This is the Destiny Is All podcast. Welcome back to episode two of the Destiny is All podcast. I am Jason Barnett, and this, of course, is the wildly talented A.B. Haywood. <laughs> episode two, we made it, Jason. Who would have thought? I mean, really, who would have thought we would have actually got to episode two? Other than me, who knew we were getting to episode two, because after all of the hours that I spent editing episode one, We were not dropping the ball after that. Like, this was going to happen. That is what I am talking about. Wildly talented. And see, here I was just thinking that you were just extremely artistic. And possibly the greatest charcuterie, charcuter? (laughs) Charcuter board. Charcuterie? (laughs) I mean, that's, I mean, if turd is my favorite word, (laughs) charcuterie board, it might be my second. (laughs) But I mean, seriously. Like, I know. I'm pretty good at making those. I it's mean, true. you are. You have many gifts. And if you have added editing to that, then by all means, you should go ahead. Let's I go mean, ahead and get to it. Well, keep it up. But I'm serious. I'm not doing that again. So you can save all of your flattery and nice words. It's not happening again. You're going to learn how to edit these things because this is not going away. And I'm not doing this by myself. So lock well, it up. Figure listen, it out. Let's Let's discuss that after this recording. I mean, okay, but seriously, I'm, I'm why, why would you want to break up such a great routine? If you have done Mm-mm. such a great job with Mm-mm. episode one, Mm-mm. might as well just go ahead. Episode two, let's, let's do it. Let's just go ahead and jump into uh, season two and take a look at how we got here. Okay. But you mean how we got here? Like, <laughs> you mean like figuratively speaking, or you mean like literally? because those are two very different answers. We only have a set amount of time in order (laughs) to be able to fit this into what a normal podcast sounds like. Let's just, let's just refer to the last kingdom right here because that could, yeah. How do we get here? I don't have enough. I don't have enough time or energy to deal with all of that right now. So back in episode one, we met our hero, your hero of the week from last week, Uhtred, born in a Saxon family, Saxton. Seriously, we're starting with the T's already. Born into a Saxon family. Actually, I, I need a clicker. What? Uh, um, if you're hold- just joining us for the first time. <laughs> hold on. These are the rules. <sighs> so the rule is this. That was usually designed for Amy because Amy does not know the names of these characters Let me get them up to speed. Let me get everyone up to speed. The reason Jason is here is because he knows the names or he thinks he knows the names of all the characters. If I had that knowledge and if I could remember those things, 
he would be worthless to me. I wouldn't even be here. That that is true. true. Like that's like if you hear terms like so and so's uncle or <laughs> the guy with the face tattoo on the left side, that's when I interject with the clicker because Amy has forgotten a name. Last episode, we had seven clicks. Vegas put the over under at six and a half. So I will take the first click for adding a T in Saxon. I appreciate your honesty. Actually, that's going to play into our discussion of this episode. It is actually. It is very It is very fitting. We'll talk about that because I know which side of the fence I am on that discussion as far as those things. And I know which side you are, but we're not going to. We'll save that for later. So anyway, back to episode one. Yeah. Get us up to speed. We were introduced to Uhtred, born into a Saxon family, lost his Saxon family, ended up becoming a slave for the Danes, the devil's turds, as we like to refer to them. For those of you that <laughs> listened last week. Like, Every time. <laughs> there isn't a term that I love. If there's one term that I love more than cooterboards, <laughs> it is devil's turds. <laughs> there's going to be children <laughs> listen to this. I mean, but that's what it's called, right? No? Oh, uh, well, regardless, I feel like that if the more I get a chance to say devil's turds, the better. But I'll let you say that. Okay. <laughs> so he was taken by the Danes as a slave, grew up in a Dane family, was adopted by Earl Ragnar. Mm-hmm. But he ends up, as we said, Uhtred Your Lugan's, hero. Your hero uh, of last he, week, right? He, yep. Last week. Was he? Uh, yeah. Earl, okay. Earl Ragnar was my hero for last episode, episode one. But he, he lived ends and up, died in episode one. But went out super heroic in a blaze of glory, as some would say. <laughs> I wish we need music. We need more music because we if we could if we could play that song right now, that would have been epic. <laughs> and epic. I don't think we have enough sponsorships yet to have the music license rights for that. But one actually day that that's true. I think there's rules about that. Okay, okay. <laughs> I agree. Keep going. Utrid is now familyless. Well, technically, he has one family member left, and that's and that's Brita. But I'm kind of concerned about where that's going to go because I don't know if Brita is there because she has to be or because she wants to, because Brita doesn't really have a family either. Well, she doesn't have family anymore. But Brita is a dear heart that was taken when Utrid was taken. Be nice to Brita. Yeah. For right now, I will. Absolutely. I will. But that will soon change. Don't you worry. (laughs) She's wounded. Leave her alone. (laughs) So lost his family. They're now off to, well, they see what happens to Earl Ragnar. Uhtred goes after Elfrich's boy, Scallion, chops his head off. He drops his head off. And there was a nice moment where, I don't know if dropping a head off is a nice moment, but you have that circle. All, uh, the circle, <laughs> circle of life, the circle of the series. It's going to be cyclical. I think that's the word you're looking for. I'm very proud of you. Today is a good day for you. Like this is not like I've had a rough day today. Like I'm not going to get into it. Like all the money is gone and like it's been a rough day. So if I'm a little off, you just have to kind of let me be. How about we do this? How about you take over right now? Lead us into episode two, okay? I need to take a breather. Okay, episode two. We pick up right where we left off. Utrid 
and Brita, they're running from Elfrich. And remember, Elfrich is the uncle who is mean as a snake. In fact, he was my... He was your villain of the week? He was my villain last week. Okay, so they're running from him because Uhtred has fired Elfrich up by coming and dropping off the head, like you said. All right, so hold on. Hold on, because I said I was going to take a breather, but I can't take a breather on this because this killed me when I was watching this episode. Not literally, figuratively, of course, but how in the world is Elfrich that far behind where Uhtred can grab a stick and then take said stick and drag it behind? Because there's like, I'm not afraid of a lot of things. Snakes are definitely high on the list, but being chased is not my idea of a good time. You're talking about this scene where Uhtred's, Uhtred and Brita on the horses and they're, yes, they're running from- where they're in the woods. Like Uhtred sends Brita up the hill and he's like, you go this way. And then all of a sudden you see Uhtred dragging a branch behind him to cover his tracks. First of all, how crappy of a tracker are you? If you can't find horse tracks because some loose leaf branch is trailing behind some 2,000 pound horse. Anyway. I mean, 2,000 pounds, that's aggressive. That's, uh, it's probably not 2,000 pounds. But to your point, I do remember that scene. And I remember thinking, when did he strap that branch to him? Yeah. But don't start, don't start attacking Uhtred already. That's not on Uhtred. That's on Aelfrich. Like, Aelfrich is the worst. Like, how can you not catch up like you're the worst if you can't do that so he deserves to lose everything that he possibly that was a good that was a good scene i remember this now Mm -hmm. that was worth re-watching yes the 400th time (laughs) (laughs) now you interrupted me and i don't know where i was oh because he's upset i was talking about how he had upset and fired up the uncle uncle alefrich okay so he's he's made him mad right right Because they cut off the head of his friend, okay? But they managed to get away because of the stick. The stick of truth. And and then Uhtred really kind of, I think really by default, Uhtred goes to Wessex because he's got no other options. At this point, he wants to avenge Ragnar's death, right? He wants to take back Bebenbur. Bebenbur. I've been practicing. I don't think it would be any better, but I've been practicing. And I, it didn't matter how many times I practice. I can't get it. It's the weirdest. We need to have like a voice coach or something as a guest. <laughs> a British. Add that. Hold on. Add that to the list. Yeah. A British right. voice. Music license for Blaze of Glory and voice coach. Got it. And don't forget to call Spanx. Oh, I talked to Brenda. Brenda is getting back to me on. I think her name is Sarah. No, it was Brenda. <laughs> uh, trust me. Add it to the list. Follow on up the with list. him this week. On okay. the list. By default, Uhtred is heading towards the Saxons because he has no other options, right? I mean, he's basically out of options right now. Like he right. has, he he knows that he's going to be chased by the Danes because they don't take kindly to where the entire. Dane family's being killed, and he's dropped off the head of Elfrich's number one henchman, so he's not going to be loved there. Have you thought about the fact that the big theme of really this entire series, and you can see it a little bit in every episode, but certainly of the series as a whole, is Uhtred struggling in identity, right? Is, you know, is he a Dane or is he a Saxon? Absolutely. And 
so we talked about that in the first episode and how you see the foundation of that. You see the birth of this identity crisis struggle that our guy's having. But have you thought about the fact that the people that were behind the deaths of his family, his Viking family, were both Vikings and Saxon? That part to me was I like, bet. You, you, I mean, have you really, you be honest. Have you thought about that? So it was interesting to see that it was the Danes, Kjartan and Aelfrich who were combining their forces together. And they weren't really even like, it, it did come up when I was watching it because they weren't even really trying to go after Earl Ragnar. They weren't trying to do any of those things that you would think that they were important to them. They were just doing it out of spite. Like Aelfrich wanted to kill Uhtred because he didn't want to lose what was his. Kjartan went after Ragnar because he took Sven's eye. Like it was just out of spite. But that's what I'm saying. Like if there was ever someone who was a wanderer, like really, somebody who's wandering around without a homeland, it's Uhtred. I mean, I realize he's fictional. And don't even start with me about how he's not. Correct. This, This rendition of that person is fictional. However, there was, trust me, having looked at numerous historical documents. There was an Uhtred, but not the one that we're watching. You're a liar. Uh, and the only thing you've looked at is Wikipedia. Incorrect. And if you think... Mm-mm, mm-mm. I can promise you that I'm not going to waste anyone's time with Wikipedia information. So just... Everything, everything that's on Wikipedia is true. <laughs> Once again... Better life choices, because if that's what you're basing your life choices on, then that might be where we need to start. All right. Side note, I want to talk about fashion for a minute. (laughs) Seriously. Something that I was thinking about, because half of the reason, at least 50% of the reason that I watch this show is the furs. I'm being serious. And they're fake. I get it. I mean, they're, they're probably fake. But- Do you think that they killed live animals to have those furs that they were wearing? Because that is the definition of fake. They are the definition of fake. Yeah, they're fake. Yeah, that's what I said. Right. I just don't want to have, I don't want anybody to think that I'm promoting animal murder. No, please don't. Please don't. We might lose (laughs) some sponsors. Spanx might not call back. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, I'm a big fan of the furs, of the hair. Of the clothes in general. I mean, Brita's hair in this episode, she is absolutely crushing it. She's got the loose braid thing going on around the face. Like, she's nailing. I tried, but I didn't try. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> it's what all of us are after. She crushes it in this episode. That I is, have no idea why that's relevant. but That is the difference between how we watch these episodes. At no, like, I couldn't even begin to tell you what was going on in Brita's hair. I couldn't begin to tell you what Uhtred's hair. I can tell you what fur she was wearing when she threw that ax at that dude. That was, in fact, every time I go back and look at that, I have to fast forward through that episode. That's upsetting. There's so much about that that is upsetting. But I can tell you what she's wearing and I can tell you how her hair is braided halfway and then pulled back and it's kind of messy. It's like, you know how we do the messy bun these days. I have two daughters that I'll say, Claire, Claire and Allie have perfected the messy bun there's an art to it and she's crushing the like the i don't know if it's like a 
fish tail. I got to figure this out. If it's like a French braid or a fish tail or something that goes down the side. You just said a lot of things that I, I mean, when you said messy bun, I understood. But like, other than that, that's where. All right. This is all you need to know. I need you to add the whoever are the costume directors. Is that what they're called on these shows? Add that to the guest list. I would like to talk to those people. Costume designers. Mm Mm-hmm. Right underneath of Callback Brenda. All right. Got it. <laughs> okay. All right. So that's where we are. And along the way, we've met – you see some some characters that we met in the first episode, but then you meet a couple more that are actually pretty critical. When you watch the first couple of episodes, it may feel like it's a little slow, but it's just because you've spent so much time – introducing, as you said, new characters and kind of getting a, not really a backstory, but just kind of getting a feel of what these characters are like, instant reaction, first impressions, those types of things. And one of the first people that we run into is Alfred and gracious, we could spend two or three episodes just talking about Alfred. And that's the thing. First impressions are what most people go by. And your first impression of Alfred is not a great one. It's not, but you do, you do at least respect him for, you're like, "Mm, he's a smart one though. (laughs) He he doesn't seem like an idiot, right? No, like. A sleazebag? Absolutely. Correct. Horrible husband? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. But you're like. "Mm." But he's smart. So that's, you know, I mean, hey, the biggest thing that you notice right away about Alfred is exactly what you said. Like he is super intelligent and is well aware of his surroundings and it's almost a crippling fault for him because he relies so much on his intelligence that he just pretty much feels as if he can outsmart anyone. So just to kind of fast forward a little bit, that first interaction that he has with Uhtred, where Bianca has introduced them, Uhtred has finally gotten there, and he finally has whatever it's called. What's it called? Is is it council? Where, Where they have... A meeting. I, I forget what it's called, but mm, it's a fancy word. And I'd like to counsel, be able to... but it's like I feel like Bianca says something about that, like the king's court or the... Yeah, something along those Someone, lines. Yeah, but okay. you you end up Uhtred ends up meeting Alfred for the first time, and all Alfred wants to do is just show him how he already knows everything. Everything. And I thought that that really stood out to me in the episode because I think that was Alfred's first impression of Uhtred is that he's a, he, he looks like a Dane, so he must not be intelligent. So let me show you how I know everything. And nobody likes a know-it-all. No. I mean, That's why I hate you. Right, exactly. The difference is, is that I don't write things down except the notes that I just wrote a second ago. <laughs> like everything is just stored away. All of the intelligence is there. And I just choose to use it every now and then. All right. We got Alfred. Alfred, first impression, not not the not best, good. not the best. We then meet Leo Fritsch, who, going back to first impressions again, Uhtred tells him he's not afraid to fight him because all he sees is a farmer, and that's the way that, that Danes yeah. that's the way that Danes see the but Saxons. He didn't, but he didn't say that until Leo Fritsch spoke, right? And. You don't really have to spend a whole lot of time conversing between Danes and Saxons to understand that they really, we know that they don't like each other, but they have these impressions of them before they even speak to them. And 
as the episodes go on, I think we're going to find that the things that they thought they knew about each other aren't necessarily going to be that accurate for lack of a better term. Yeah. As is life. Right. I mean, Hey, listen, the first time that I met you, do you remember the first time that we met? No. Mm -mm. So it was back when I was, Liz and I were in college and Liz had me come down with her to visit you all. And I believe that you were in, it was an apartment complex, I believe. What do you mean? Kevin and I were married. Oh yeah. Cause you, yeah, y'all were married. Correct. So you and you and Kevin were married and then we came down to visit and it was maybe 20 minutes that we had been there. And I'll never forget this. The first true conversation that I had with you, because I spoke with spoke with Kevin a bunch. We had a whole bunch of things we could talk about. We both played sports. We liked golf. By the way, how's his professional golf career going? Because sponsorship money's running out. Not well. I actually crushed him this past weekend, now that you mention it, in Putt-Putt. Oh, no. I don't want to brag. Please don't, because like that's we need his confidence to be at an all-time high. Here's my thing. The way I approach golf is I don't think about it. I don't want anybody telling me how to hold the club. I don't care. I don't even want to know what the club is. I don't care, right? I don't care. I I just walk up and I hit it. That works for me. As opposed to Kevin, who obsesses and works out his kinks or whatever he calls them at the range. Got to go to the range. You need to do that. So like, I need you to not take that away from him. I'm doing air quotes right now. Those work well over radio, by the way, or podcasts. That's why, that's why I'm announcing it. Ear quotes. But listen, a hole 17, hole in one. The only hole in one, it was Thomas, Kevin, and myself. The only hole in one from all three of us right here. Oh, so my gosh. Your hope is in this girl right here. Yeah. Uh, this is this is not going to go well right, for our back, sponsor money. back to what you so, were saying about you met. What was your first so impression of me? The very first conversation that you and I have, because as I said, talk to Kevin first and then Liz, you and Liz this. were I'm there. I'm so sorry. That's okay because it sticks in my brain forever. The first thing that you wanted to know, first and foremost, what is it that I wanted to be? When I grew up, basically, like what was my profession going to be? And I told you (laughs) that I was going to be a teacher. I was like 20, like, but I'm pretty sure you use the words. What do you want to be when you grow up? And I'm pretty sure you were like 22. Like, I'm not. (laughs) First of all, I was like, what in the world is this lady doing? Because she's like acting like I'm 16. (laughs) And second of all, I was like, well, I'm going to be a teacher. And you were like. The next thing that you said, what are you going to teach? And I was like, math. She was like, oh, I would have never guessed that. She says, you you said, you don't look that smart. That was the wow. first thing that you said. I don't believe I would have said that. Never, never will forget that. You don't look that smart. I was like, all right. And then- I am so sorry. The very next thing that came out of your mouth was exactly what you said right there. Oh, I'm sorry. I hope that you didn't take that wrong. I meant you looked like you were athletic. And I was like, oh, that's not going to save you. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, like, you were instantly backtracking. So, are that we doing was... that? Are we doing that hero and villain thing for this time? Yeah. Because I am 
the new villain. You're not. My own story. <laughs> You're I not. So, I don't remember that, Jason. That is you, sad. You shouldn't. I'm not, you shouldn't remember that. But that's that was um, that was an important I'm, decision in my life. Is that do I wanted to continue to be smart? And the answer was yes, because I wanted to prove I, you wrong. Do I want to continue dating this girl? <laughs> Oh, I, there was no way that I was, evil. yes, no, this, like I, I said to myself, I was like, oh, I have, I have the best of the bunch. Let's just, uh, you just knew you had found your people when I said all of those things. You were like, that is correct. Right here. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I, I don't, like, I don't didn't, like I said, trust me, it didn't hurt my feelings. It takes a lot more than that. But I said, if we can do this, if we can do this on the first day and have that type of conversation, then yeah. these are the I people think the that Lord I has used to. that. For good. Correct. <laughs> we'll go from In there. The <laughs> uh, right. So where were we? Oh. Yeah. Who else let's are we go, talking let's, about? Let's, um, let's see who else was in here. Oh, we've got uh, our current king, Ethelred. And Ethelred's kind of an interesting character. I don't think we need to spend a whole lot of time talking about him. First of all, he dies pretty quickly. Mm, spoiler alert. Spoiler but alert. I like him. I like him, but he's kind of. I mean, he sets the groundwork for a strong Wessex. Enough said. He, and that's He's pretty kind of much other, it. Yeah, yeah, that's it. And you kind of see the the battle that's going on with him and that he's he has his son, Ethelwald, who is the, basically actually, the town drunk. Yeah, that's why he's worth mentioning is because his son <laughs> is a hot mess and is actually quite hilarious for a while. I He's, I kind of appreciate him for at least a little while. And it's funny because... I know that he was supposed to be the guy that we really weren't supposed to like, but I spent the majority of the time watching him just absolutely rooting for him in some weird way. Yeah, I agree. You weren't sure what to do with him yet. Most of the characters you pretty quickly knew right away, mm, good or bad. With him, you went back and forth a little bit. And that's okay because he's around for a while. So he he plays he plays into the next couple seasons, really. But... As of right now, he's just, he's the drunk guy. He is. And I mean. And he's not going to be king. Right. But part of it too, I think the reason why we, both you and I are drawn to him is because he. (laughs) That's not true. That's not true. (laughs) He pretty much says what's on his mind with sarcasm, with snarkiness, with wit. Like if you can do all of those things, and I know that it's great writing that helps that, but. Yeah. If you can do all of those things, A plus in my book. Yeah, I agree. So then we also have Ethelred's right-hand man, Otta. And we like him. It's hard to get a read on him. I was going to ask you the same thing. Like we know where it ends up. Okay, next. Otter. It's not <laughs> Otter. It's Otter. O-T-T-E-R. <sighs> Actually, speaking of otters. This past weekend, a lot happened this past weekend. Goodness gracious. I got a hole in one, playing putt-putt. I beat Thomas and Kevin at golf. And thirdly, we were at the lake and there was a family of otters. (laughs) I'm not making this up. I will give you you $10 if you can tell me what a family of otters is called. I have no idea. However, what I do know is that I spent three hours making sure that they were their river otters, making sure that they were that and not rats. I knew they weren't rats, but they didn't look cute and fluffy like I think of an otter, but they were river otters. Anyways, all this to say, six otters went running past us. My dogs that look like 
otters. Small, smaller than otters. Two pound Yorkies were losing their mind. I can't catch them. I can't catch my dogs the, as they're say, chasing the dogs or the after otters, because I'm not so certain otter. that you wouldn't take the otters home. I know. And I have started writing a children's book about river otters. <laughs> That's where all of this leads. So otter, that and it, it just reinforced what I already knew about this man's pronunciation of his name. All of them say otter. They, they every time they say otter. So part of it O-D-D-A, is O-D-D-A, I get it, but they say otter. Right. And that's the hard part about doing this is because I hear one thing and then you hear another. And we all know which one of us is actually correct. You may have the great story about river otters that go along with it. However, the pronunciation is otter. I want to get back to my children's book. I need to insert like a copyright thing right now. What's the I don't have a title, title yet. I don't have a title. I, I know. I know you're going to ask me that. I don't have a title yet. But don't you think it would be a great story about... (laughs) 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 Who's going to read a story about river otters? Is there a lesson? Yes, that's what I'm trying to get to. Are you or are you not naming the lead character Uhtred? I I haven't decided, but I've considered it. (laughs) What if you named him Otter the Otter? Oh, that's good. That is good. This is what I'm here for. My plot, like what's it called? The the storyline? Yeah, but what, is that the plot? Is that plot the- Plot works, yes. I should know this if I'm going to be an author. <laughs> I was going to say. That's going to be about some little dogs that think they're otters and some otters that think they're dogs and kind of, I've got this thing happening in my world about identity. <laughs> Everywhere I look, I'm wrestling identity in every storyline I see. All right, Jason, we got to get I mean, uh, Amy, I, I'm, like, I know, I mean, I'm sorry. I, it's a lot of crazy. I know. I know. There is, I did not sign on for all of this, Amy. I know. And I, I also bought some research books about otters. <laughs> but you don't know what a family of otters is called. How about we do that? How about that be your homework for this I evening? I haven't read the books yet. Find out what they are called and let's go from there. We have Otter the Elder. We like him. He's the right-hand man. Seamless transition, by the way. Well done. Oh, young Otter. Let's like, like that dude is the worst. I do not like that dude. He's weaselly, and he looks like one of those river otters. He does. And acts like one. He's sneaky, and he slinks around. See, I knew this would come full circle. Look at you. Look at you. Maybe you will be a good author one day. I know. I will. I will. That's hey. So, I mean, I probably won't. Let me know how that goes. Okay. Once you tell me what a family of otters are called, we'll go from there. We have to get on to King Edmund because actually he's a pretty big character. For for this episode, you're right. We need to link all together. Did we already talk about Guthrum last? We did. We talked about a little bit. Yes. We Okay. Okay. So we've talked about Abba and we've talked about Guthrum. He is the worst and Abba is not far behind him. But King Edmund is the I'm king so of East Anglia. I'm so tempted. Oh. To what? It's it's not Abba. It's the pronunciation that is throwing me off right now. Abba and Guthrum are, it's dark humor. So hear me when I say. But you see the battle between like Danes and Saxons and what it is that they think though. 
I mean, at least the Hollywood version of it. Yes. Correct. It, and it's funny. It is dark, and I am not promoting the murder of the Saxons. <laughs> but as King Edmund attempts to explain salvation and what it's like to have God in your heart to people that don't understand what they're what he's talking about. Yeah. He's in your what? Like yeah. it is dark humor. It is without a doubt, but it is funny. And Guthrum, he kind of wins my heart a little bit in that scene. He's inquisitive. I mean, he's a murderer. He's wretched. He is, but, but he's funny. my favorite part of the whole scene was when they go in detail about St. Thomas and the arrows and how he still lived. And Abba was like, that sounds interesting. I could learn more about this because that is interesting to me because it involves death and cheating death. And he instantly goes straight up to King Edmund and was like, how about we put some arrows in you? And if your God's good enough, maybe he'll save you. And instantly King Edmund's like, you know what? Take all of it back. Like that part to me was hilarious. I actually started laughing it as was. I was watching. It was, just to there see was how some dark humor retracted. there, but that was fun. That was fun. So Guthrum's, we love him. So we see him again. King Edmund, he doesn't live long. The arrows go through him. King Edmund does not live. Guthrum, we love. And then who else did we meet in this episode? Aylesworth, the wife of Alfred. I kind of want to talk about her for a minute. Like she, she's an interesting character right from the beginning. Only because. Of her braids. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Back to the braids. There are good braids and there are bad braids. Brita, crushing the braids. Mm-hmm. Aylesworth, not so much. So instant first impression was based off of her braids. Absolutely. I'm actually going to do that from now on. I'm going to decide how I feel about someone based on. Off their hair? It's their not hairstyle. always. It's not always such a bad. Okay. I, that's not true. That's a horrible way to size anybody up. However, I. Doesn't often stray from the truth. I mean, let's put it to the test going forward. Let's check out let's let's check out how people are doing their hair. Your homework for this week is to find three people to judge based on their hair. Sweet. I'm not judging any family members. I will pick three random people in the street. But you have to be able to talk to them after your judgment. No, because I'm not. If you were right. <laughs> no, I will not. I will talk to them in my own head and then make my judgments there as well. No, I need a report. All right. Hold on. Let me write that down. Make snap judgments on On people's hair. No, three people. Three Three people. people And then interview them. Three people. And find out if you are right about your judgment. And I'm telling you, it's going to hold true. I'm not proud of it. I'm not proud of it. I'm not. I'm just saying it's true. I'm just saying it's true. And I take myself. Okay. So I crushed the hair thing for years, right? Okay. Debate. I'm done. (laughs) I am so tired between pandemic and (laughs) gray. I can't keep up with this mess anymore. I don't even care. Like I can't tell you last time I put a blow dryer to my hair or much less a flat iron. It's a disaster, but that is a accurate reflection of my life. So I, so I thought that I would try true. and do something a little bit different and try and go for the beard with the facial hair because I was like, as like much like you, 
I'm just, I didn't care. Yeah. You need to and stop that. That's disgusting. I saw myself on all of my Zoom meetings today. You and were offended. Instantly, instantly offended. judging. You offended yourself. Yes. Yeah. And I also remember too, the last three times that I have tried to grow facial hair, I've gotten a kidney stone twice and an appendicitis <laughs> once. Both times that you had those kidney stones, you were at my house. Did you have your appendix taken out? I did. That was a fun day. It was like eight years ago. I am so sorry that I have paid such little attention to your life. There's no... I've, I've known you for like at least 20 years. It and is. I had no idea that you had your appendix. <laughs> I don't have an appendix. And I have had kidney stones three times, twice at your house. Oh, my gosh. You had surgery and I didn't know it? I did. Was it a secret? I don't think so. I had a seven-on-seven uh, seven football scrimmage, and it was like three o'clock, and I wasn't feeling well, and went to the doctor thinking that it was like the kidney stones again. And lo and behold, they were saying to me, hey, you know what would be really awesome? If we took your appendix out. <laughs> and I was I, I told don't, Liz. I don't, I've got to verify the story. I don't I told remember Liz, this I was at like, all. Hey, can you call my entire football team and tell them that I'm not going to be able to make it tonight? <laughs> and so she like called an assistant coach and then had it taken care of. But that all happened like within like a two hour window. Okay. All I remember is you curled up. I mean, I have never rolled my eyes so many times in my entire life at you curled up in the fetal position at like 3 a.m. at my house. And then lit, we're trying to get you in the car and Liz took you to the emergency room. And I'm like, he's the biggest wimp. And then she called and she's like, he has kidney stones. Yeah. I'm sorry. Those are not, Again. those are not fun for anyone that has had those. Those are the worst, absolute worst. I feel like this is a great place to wrap up and talk about villains <laughs> and heroes of this episode because I have a lot to say about that. Other than Amy being my villain of the week, but since we're dealing with I mean basically I just the episode, <laughs> I think that this week somebody really stood out for me. It was based off of first impression, not because of their hair, but just how they carry themselves throughout. And how deceitful they were with just the, all the people around them. I think that that's one of the main things that I always try and look for. My villain for episode two is going to be Alfred. Okay. Yeah. How about you? As much as I hate to say this, I'm going to agree with you. Alfred is my villain for this episode. I, he's a not nice person. He's not. And I like Alfred. See, I have a difficult time calling him a villain knowing what I know about his life right. in the future in season three. But for this episode, but for this episode, he's a total jerk. He's immature. He's wretched to his wife, even though she's kind of wretched. I almost feel like she's my villain. She's my villain. She's going to be my villain a lot. Like I uh, went, I will agree with that. Yeah. I'm going to go with Alfred because he's, he's weaselly and ultimately he uses Uhtred for what he can do for him. And I don't like that. I, yeah, I don't either. I think that that's probably the main thing that's really just threw me off for him right from, yeah. Right yeah. from the get go. Yeah. Okay. So we agree. Wow. Right. Okay. Yeah. So let's see if we, I'll say, let's see if we agree. How about you go ahead and go with your hero for the episode? 
Okay, this is a problem because we did not talk about this guy because he is not, he doesn't have a name. I don't think he has a name. Okay. The blacksmith. I think he's a blacksmith. For those of you that have not watched episode two of The Last Kingdom, you should. Shame. Shame upon you. But there is a really great scene where Uhtred has his sword made for him. He doesn't have a warrior sword. In fact, he's got the sleeve for it. Is that what it's called? Yeah. <laughs> is it a sheath. sleeve? It's a sheath. <laughs> a sheath. He has the, so I've, that was kind of odd to me. It was always strapped to his back. It's like he knew it was coming. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but hey. he didn't, he didn't, he didn't have, have one. He didn't have one. Nope. And the blacksmith who makes his sword is actually a really awesome character. We should have talked more about him. He is he is honest and he is Mercian. So we know he's a Saxon yet. He is kind and honest and sympathetic towards, I mean, you assume at all everybody, but towards. They'll say he seems to have a soft spot for Uhtred in the way that they interact back and forth for someone that is a Saxon. Bring him back. He needs to come back somehow. Wouldn't that be awesome? Actually. It would be because I, you never know, especially with how, the seasons work out. I know they should bring him back because to kind of was... have that come full circle. I think that would be pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I like um, my choice of hero. I, no, I agree. Like you does said, he have a name? He's... Do you? I don't know if he has a name. Does he have a name? Do you know? I don't believe that he does. We'll just call him the blacksmith. All right, go from there. There it is. All right, so I think I'm going to end up this episode two and go with my hero. My hero of the week is going to be Biaka. I'm never going to argue with you about that. I I, I knew you wouldn't, but just to see one, how much faith and trust he puts in Uhtred right from the beginning and follows through on exactly what he says he's going to do. What he says in the episode to Uhtred is exactly what he does in a scene somewhere else. So it's not like he's playing both sides, but at the same time too, he's being upfront and honest with Alfred as well. So that's going to be interesting in the episodes coming up. It's because on... he's just a good guy. He is. Absolutely. He's a good guy. Bianca has a heart for Uhtred, without a doubt. He's loyal to all. And we're going to learn that Alfred's not such a wretch that he seems to be in the beginning. So he's he's loyal to Alfred. But to see him seek the best for both, I get it. I agree with you. It's pretty great. It's not better than the blacksmith for this episode. You, <laughs> well, you're you wrong about that. I will, Absolutely. I mean, I'm, I will disagree about that mostly because I still haven't forgiven you for our first interaction 20 years ago. I still keep that. I know. I, if I could, if I could have two villains, I would be the other villain. <laughs> <laughs> well, that would be my gift to you. I'm well, sorry. I, I appreciate that. I'm so sorry. I'm still smart. So it's okay. I, I oh. carried on without you. Well, how about this? How about we go ahead and wrap up episode two? Put this one in the books, all right? Hey, do me a favor. Call me tonight. Let me know how that editing process goes, okay? That's not funny. Actually, I'm not messing around with you, Jason. I am not. Oh, actually, you know what? You are so smart, Jason. I know. You are smart. You are gifted. Nope, You've nope, known it nope, all along. Nope, you nope. have known it all along. You can do this. Nope. You can do this. Nope. It only takes 14 hours I, to edit 30 minutes. That's nope, all it takes. I, you can I do gotta this. Go call, I got to go call Brenda. I got to go call Brenda. Actually, if you call, if you get Spanx, 
I will do the editing if you get spanks. But if you get spanks, we won't have to do the editing because we'll hey. have money. Solid point. But for right now, you go ahead and work on episode two. How about we just wrap it up? Because, Amy, what do we always say? Destiny is all. Destiny is all. <laughs> <laughs>